Choral Commons provides a space for singing communities to realize the liberatory potential of the ensemble as a site of radical imagining. We promote equitable artistic and organizational practices that harness the positive social impacts of participatory music making for the common good and confront racism, poverty, ableism, LGBTQ plus discrimination, displacement and much more. My name is Emily Amrine. And I'm Andre de Cuadros. And this is the Choral Commons Podcast. Back in the recording studio, the Zoom <laughs> recording studio, such as it is, it's been, uh, let's see, like six months, seven months, five? How many months has it been? It's like time is completely warped. I have no idea. We recorded our last podcast at the end of August, and now it's the beginning of February. It's kind of crazy. It's a long time. And, you know, Emily, uh, I have to say that the creation of that last season was extraordinary. Uh, we started in a small way with um, with thinking that we would just produce a couple of podcasts, uh, two or three, maybe more, and then it generated into into what is now a kind of a, uh, a jam-packed uh, site um, and a place of engagement for our profession. We are we're really uh, we're thankful for the for the people who are engaging with us, our professional colleagues and so on. What do you think? I mean, and looking back on it and seeing how we've kind of grown up so quickly. I know. It's really, um, <laughs> I mean, it's just been a kind of a blur. You know, not just, you know, the work that we've produced um, in that first season of the podcast, but also everything that's been happening in the world. And, you know, like just even looking back at the last two months with the inauguration and the, um, you know, the, the coup attempt, and then the, the long term impacts of the social isolation because of COVID, it's been really, I mean, unlike anything that I've ever experienced in my life. I haven't experienced anything like this. I mean, because everything is different to anything else I've experienced. But but my experience does stretch into into different kinds of times in my life when I've experienced war and I've experienced uh, food rationing, uh, experienced kind kinds of realities that are kind of far removed from the realities that 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 affect the lives of everyday uh, folks in this country. If you happen to be white and middle class, and uh, but I think uh, I think what's happened now is this kind of wave of consciousness that's sweeping um, this country and all over the world actually about race and justice I have never felt so emboldened to speak my mind on justice as I felt as I feel now and uh, and that I think uh, says a lot because I've I've felt that as a non-American uh, and who whose political views haven't changed that much uh, in the last God knows how long um, the fact that I can speak openly says a lot about how the climate of receptibility, if you like, has changed. Right. It feels um, like we've crossed a threshold um, of sorts. You know, I, I think about the Arundhati Roy quote about the pandemic as a portal. And what is this world that we're stepping into? It still feels like a transitional space um, because clearly we're not 
in a more just and compassionate world. But it feels like something has changed. And I think it's the receptability. But also, I just feel like there's a, a critical mass of people having these conversations, participating in this reckoning that institutions and organizations are having. And um, there's power in that conversation, that action, the changes that are being considered and implemented collectively. And I think that that's, um, it feels like this solidarity or something. Do you, do you feel that? Yes, I, th I feel that. I mean, if you, if you look back on these last two uh, roundtables that we had, and I feel here we are, we had uh, a community of, of Black Coral leaders who who share something very deep and passionate uh, their, their approaches their 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 practices may well be different but they share a passion and uh, and a deep sense of of who they are um and i think the 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 one that followed that the round table which in which we it was kind of really an organizational summit um and we had uh organizations who feel motivated and and tied together and also really a sense of, of common purpose. And this is very touching. I think, and honestly, Emily, the fact that we in the Coral Commons in a very, very small and humble way are creating a space for, for people, all people really, to ask the big, big, the big, the deep questions and, and wrestle with the big ideas and all of that. Uh, you know, I think that that, in some ways is reflected in the revisions that we've made to the mission of the Coral Commons over the last several months, right? So that we're really talking about singing communities, right? So this is no longer just a project for conductors to come together and talk about craft and about um, diversity and equity um, as it intersects with the world of conducting. We're talking about this people-powered movement that really activates like those of us who participate in the choir space, whether that's as a singer, as a conductor, as a composer, as um, an audience member, as a congregation member, as somebody as part of a community, the administrators, everybody. It's kind of like the idea of musicking um, now more broadly than just kind of looking at leadership in the choral domain. Yes, uh, I love that. Thinking about this as a people-centered movement. I, I think... Um, people-powered movement. Yeah, people-powered movement, actually. <laughs> uh, well, maybe it's both people-powered and people-centered. But I, but I think one of the things that I, I love about the Choral Commons, if I may say so, is, uh, is that we're not an organization. We, we're just, we're part of the family. We're in love with music making uh it's we're, we're so we're so committed to the fact that music choral music transforms us in so many different kinds of ways and and uh just like it's been it's been perpetuating a particular status quo but at the same time it has it has the infinite power possibility and uh, i'm really excited by how this uh, these podcasts, the call comments more generally speaking, and the kind of work we do can be a place and a space that people say, okay, the call comments is, is a place for us, people-powered, people-centered conversation. Right. Well, let's talk a little bit about the conversations that we're going to be having over the next several months, right? So this is our second season of the podcast, and we're titling the season Surge. And so I'm curious, like, what words come to mind when you hear that word surge? Because, you know, it's kind of an evocative and um, colorful word, I think. 
Yes, it's you know if I think about surge and I the first image I get is the image of of a of a wave cresting and this this kind of relates to social movement right this idea of this this surge of a wave and and so I see this as surge is connected to to a rising consciousness a rising unity uh, I think you know we have to be careful too because there's surges on all sides right I mean I also think we're witnessing a surge of of uh, division and a surge of segregation and a surge of of um, violence, um, uh, but there's also a surge of humanity, and and so that perhaps is the surge that I'm seeing, I'm looking for, and I'm locating our work in. Right, and so you know we're planning to have these conversations with cultural strategists and cultural organizers and activists and and people who are kind of imagining the choir in new and different ways and um, sometimes old in different ways and i feel like that really connects to this idea again of kind of people-powered movements and movement work and and so when we're talking about this surge you know looking at the dictionary definition of the word surge it's a sudden powerful forward and upward movement especially by a crowd or by a natural force such as the waves or tide. And I love that idea of the wave or tides, this idea of kind of the organic shape of water. I'm really drawn to the words and work of Adrian Marie Brown, who talks about kind of biomimicry, this idea of kind of finding models in nature for us to um you know, redesign our lived experiences here on this planet and that it by kind of looking at natural models, we can um, live in a deeper sense of harmony with one another and with the world, right? So this idea of the wave, you can see even the wave in our logo, right? This, it's a sound wave, but it's also, it looks like water. It's, it's colorful and um, has a sense of direction to it. What do you think of when you look at the logo? Well, when I see the logo, uh, I see, like, I see kind of this this kind of almost shifting kind of thing, you know, this uh, this movement. I I see it kind of uh, rather than something static, which I which I love about that. Uh, I see I see movement. I see I see kind of this sense of 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 direction, but we're not sure about that direction because the way I think about this podcast is it's just a place for us to kind of start to imagine. Uh, what are we imagining? What kind of work might we see emerging from this kind of uh, these uh, conversations? And and frankly, we've got some fantastic people in this series, and I'm and I'm learning a lot. Uh, you know, Emily, I've said this so many times, right? I've uh, I've learned so much from people uh, within our field, but I've learned so much from people outside of our field because I know so little about so much, and um, and so when I when when we talk to people who are outside of our direct um, choral conducting choral music field, you know, there's so much to learn. What do you think? I mean, is that does that is 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 this resonating with the kinds of things that you were thinking about, Emily? I guess I I sense in the choral space a potential that hasn't that I actually haven't really experienced personally. Like I haven't experienced the realization of this potential and. I feel it in the space like I have this like kind of sense intuition that this choral space has this latent power in it um and 
I'm interested in in thinking about kind of social spaces and how they can be designed and redesigned and reimagined um, for different functions and and um, for different impacts. And so I guess I'm in terms of like what's motivating me for this project, I really think about the choral space as um, one of power. And I, I would love to be able to have conversations with folks who have harnessed different aspects of that power um, and see if there's a way that we could kind of aggregate all of those different strategies in a way to co-create a choral world that um you know that really that that feels whole right because i think that um that's that's what this process of aging and being alive here on this planet seems to be about for me anyway is like trying to find places and ways to be my most whole self and to create relationships with people who um, honor our my wholeness and for me to be practicing that honoring of other people's wholeness you know and what is the wholeness of the choir right have we reached the limits have we reached a ceiling with what the choral organism can be i don't think that we have and and i'm really eager to um kind of be a midwife. I love that expression. This idea of being like a doula or a midwife for birthing this organism that is um, a more whole version of itself. That's what motivates me. I, I see this potential. I see like, it, I feel it actually like right around the corner. And so, you know, I'm prompted to kind of urgently move this process along. The Coral Commons podcast is hosted by Emily Amrine and Andre de Quadros, produced by Emily Amrine in partnership with the American Choral Directors Association, Chorus America, the Eric Erickson International Choral Center, and supported by listeners like you. Additional institutional and creative partners include the Harvard Choral Program, St. Olaf College, University of Hawaii Choirs, University of San Diego, Justice Choir, Monado State University Choir, Navai Chamber Choir, the Omaha Children's Choir, and Voices 21C. The Choral Commons aims to provide a space for choirs and conductors to envision innovative and equity-centered practice. We produce podcasts and community events, offer educational resources on justice-centered practice, and incubate creative artistic and compassionate projects that empower choirs and singing communities to work for a just and peaceful world.